Hello, friends, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Hormonal Mama podcast. I am your host, Kara Drescher. Today on the show, I have Amy Lenius, and she is here talking to us all about endometriosis and other struggles. Amy specializes in women's health with a background, like me, in massage therapy. I'm so excited about this episode because we have this connection. We are both passionate about women's health, but Amy brings such a really exciting approach. She focuses on public speaking, which she loves so much, and she's telling me, well, why she loves that, along with so many other things. This is an episode you won't want to miss. So if you're struggling with endometriosis or other women's health issues, you'll want to listen to this one. See you in a second. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the show. I am super excited to have you here today. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait. I'm so glad. We have a lot to talk about. And, you know, we were just now talking and discovered that we have this mutual connection of both having a background in massage therapy, which super exciting. And we'll get to that in a minute. I just wanted to tell you how cool I think that is because it's making my day. Absolutely. Um, But before we talk about that, I really want to talk to you about your passion for women's health and wellness. And I really want to learn more about why you're so passionate, which you clearly are about this topic. I am. Women's health is one of my all-time favorite things. It is my passion and my purpose in this life for sure. And it's deeply rooted in my own experiences with chronic illness. Mm. I got very sick when I was young Mm. and it took a long time to get a diagnosis. But after many appointments and all the things that you go through when you're looking for a hormonal diagnosis as a female, as a woman, uh, I got diagnosed with endometriosis. kind of stems from my experiences, my self-discovery, my healing, and that journey. Yeah. Endometriosis. (sighs) I mean, that's pretty much all I can say. I, you know, and, and while I've never had a definite diagnosis of endometriosis, my reproductive endocrinologist, and I saw two of them when I was trying to conceive and I was going through infertility, one of them believed wholeheartedly that I have endometriosis, but she didn't want to do the procedure to explore. She didn't want yeah. to put me through it. So I don't have an actual diagnosis, but man, I talked to a lot, a lot of women with endometriosis. I know how debilitating, painful, frustrating, complicated it can be. And gosh, how much, how I should say the lack of help there is out there is astounding to me. So thank you for sharing that. I'm sorry that you had, that you've gone through that, but I'm also so glad that you know that, that this is a condition that you have. I think a lot of women suffer with endometriosis and have no idea. I think so too. I think it's very common for us as women to suffer in silence. And because we're also told that a lot of the symptoms of endometriosis, like heavy, extreme periods, we're told that's normal. Yes. Yes. That's just because we're women, that this is a normal thing for us to have. And this is something we have to go through. So why complain about it? Why make noise about it? This is the hand we were dealt. But I think it's so important for women to understand that just because it's common doesn't make it normal or okay. Right. I totally agree. You know, and and that's, that's something that I'm, I it's going to sound weird. Well, maybe not. I don't know that I've become more and more passionate about just myself is really knowing this is not normal. This is not okay. 
because, and the reason why is because more and more women are speaking up, are standing up for themselves and taking care of their bodies and saying, no, I'm not going to suffer in silence anymore. Something is wrong. And I, myself for years, same garbage. Oh, it's normal. You're fine. You're a complainer, you know? And like, it's always been, that's always been my response. You're overreacting. Yeah. Really? And even, even for me, whether it's endometriosis or not other things, it's just this constant, no, that's not, it's not a big deal. And I hear that so often and it blows my mind that this is the world we're in. So I know it's actually my biggest, like my favorite thing when women find self-advocacy. Yes. It's such a big deal. It's life changing. And I mean, you deserve to be happy and not in pain all the time and not have these extremely heavy, painful periods that aren't, you know, just suck it up. You're a woman deal with it. And like, what, who, who decided that that's the way it should be? I don't Oh, you would not believe how many medical professionals told me that in my early on years when I was looking for help. It took a long time for me to get help, to get a diagnosis. And then in the end, in the long run, medicine only served me so far. I had to branch out a lot and do a lot of self-healing. Oh yeah. I hear that a lot too. And, and at the same time, I think that's a good thing. Not that it takes so long, you know what I mean? But to be able to figure out, okay, I don't need medication. You know, like I I think I'm a firm believer that medication has its place in, you know, and, and there's, there are needs for it. I, I personally, now I respect everybody's opinion about it. I feel strongly that medication can be good and it all depends on the situation, but when you don't need it and you can find relief in another way, there's like nothing better than that, in my opinion. So I know we talked about our massage therapy background, but let's talk a little bit more about this. You have this background, excuse me, and you have this special interest in women's hormone health. Now, is is this special interest that you have, is that specifically because of your personal experience with endometriosis and, and kind of like how you treated yourself and figured out, you know, how to live happier? It is, but also, yeah, my practice did come into play as well. Learning about the endocrine system, learning about the body as a whole helped me a lot on my own healing journey. And then as I started practicing and as, you know, patients came in, I started to realize, you know what, I don't like treating knees. Knees aren't my thing, but when a woman would come in for some pre or postnatal health, oh my gosh, that was my favorite. And then we did a lot of pelvic balancing. And then I would do my continuing education around pelvic balancing and women's low back health and things. And so it kind of expanded into that. So I sort of, in my town, got a name for treating women's health from that perspective, from the RMT space. And so it was a combination of both of my own journey and my own health woes combined with my practice as well. That is so cool. And it's, it just, we're very aligned because it's very similar to my story. And I think that's super cool. Um, I know that there's another uh, facet that you're very passionate about, and that is public speaking. And I've been really excited to talk to you about that because public speaking is something I find most people shy away from. And I can understand now, personally, I see both sides. I can 
be, and that's because I get stage fright, but I also <laughs> love teaching people and I love being in front of people and sharing my knowledge. And so every time I meet someone who feels so strongly about public speaking, which you do, and I know that because you specifically say it, tell me a little bit about that. What, what, what drives this, this excitement for public speaking for you? You know, it's so funny because I would have never thought that that would be an interest or a gift of mine at all. Even <laughs> when I was looking at what it looked like to go to massage therapy school, they're like, oh, and at the end, you know, you have to create a case study and do a thesis presentation to your class that has to be, I think it had to be 45 minutes long or mm-hmm. something for my graduation credits. And I was like, well, then I'm not going, I'm not going to school. I can't talk to a group of people for 45 minutes. No, thank you. That's it. (laughs) Um, I mean, but I mean, I survived, I went to school and I did it, but what happened was I had a message. All of a sudden I had a story that I knew people needed to hear. And I had education and passion and purpose behind everything I had to say. And all of a sudden it became very easy. And so when I got asked to start talking about my story and to come educate in this space of wellness and toxin-free living and women's health, I started small. I started with just 10 minutes. And even then I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do for 10 minutes? But as soon as I got up there, I knew I could talk for hours. Oh, that's so about my experiences. Yeah, it was, it was really powerful. And there's nothing like going up there and inspiring someone with your story and educating my favorite is educating women on their bodies, their health, their happiness, their hormones, and how to create harmony between all of that. It's such a beautiful feeling. Oh my gosh. I feel inspired just hearing you talk about it. You know, there, there's something really special about wanting to share your story and then sharing it. You know, the, 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 the motivation to want to share what you've been through and what how I should say, how you can and want to help others. And then being able to do it, it's very, very powerful. And I say that from both perspectives. It is. And learning to share your story, you know, you talked about in the beginning, how people weren't, they're not talking about this anymore, or they are more so now, but they weren't to begin with, especially when we were growing up. Mm -hmm. And what really taught me how important it was to share your story is when I first started public speaking, it was more on education. Mm -hmm. I was educating women about their bodies, about their hormones. It was literally progesterone, estrogen. Here's why you have to decrease your cortisol. So it was very informative. And I sounded very smart and impressive up there. But what happened was I made a shift in my presentation and I kept adding in little bits more of my story and why I was the person up there talking about it. And the more I added my story, the more engagement I got. Until finally, a couple of years ago, I gave my full story not in hours long, but just my full story from start to finish of a diagnosis of traumatic surgeries, of almost dying, of infertility, of everything that I have been through. And that was the most powerful presentation I had ever given because the amount of women that came up to me afterwards that said, oh my gosh, you know what? Me too. I have never felt so connected to someone in that way because they have felt so alone because Mm -hmm. no one was sharing their experiences this way. And they were like, I feel like I can connect with you because I feel like I have the same stories and I have that feeling of disempowerment and feeling unheard and feeling alone in my struggles. And you sharing your story made me feel the opposite. And so it really 
hit me that stories are just as important. Things we've gone through and sharing them are just as important as the education that we have that we can share. But yeah, it's been actually this beautiful cycle that my presentations have gone through. Now I definitely add my story, but now even it's a bit more about emotional health, mm-hmm. believe it or not, than even I believe it. all of the anatomy and physiology and things that I do make sure I add in there because I think it's important to be empowered with knowledge about your body. But you're not going to use any of the knowledge I give you about your body unless you believe change is possible first. Yes. And so that mindset shift has to be in there as well. So it's been this kind of beautiful evolution as I've gone on. I think that's incredible, you know, and, and I can relate to it. And I think, you know, as a, I'm going to say spectator, for lack of a better word at the moment, even though I've never been to one of your talks, it makes a huge difference when you're listening to someone and you hear their knowledge, you hear their story, and then you hear their story, and then you really hear their story. And suddenly two things happen, at least in my experience, you feel connected because someone's being so vulnerable and sharing something so personal and traumatic. But then the other part of it is you see yourself and that's huge. You know what I mean? Because again, as women, for some weird reason in this world, when we're little, we don't, somehow it seems like how can I word my thought? I I like see where I'm going with my thought and it's hard to put it into words, but we're just sort of brought up to not really understand that we're all going through very similar things, right? And then a million different things can happen, but I'm going to sort of use an an example. The, The way that I frequently look at things is how enormous the world is, how many people are actually in the world, because I think we all tend to forget that. And I'm gonna use a little math for a second, because my dad told me this a very, very long time ago, and I've never forgotten. He told me a story about when he was in college, and his college professor was trying to emphasize the difference between a million and a billion. And he described, if you count to a million, it will take you about two weeks, which blew my mind. And then my dad said to me, just wait. To count to a billion is going to take you around 32 years. And my mind was completely blown by that. And this was a long time ago. My dad probably told me this 30 years ago. I don't know. I was, I was a kid. I have no idea. And I've never forgotten it. And it always is something that I think about when I, you know, for example, I'm going to use myself as an example here. When I was going through infertility, right? And infertility, like, damn near destroyed my life. <laughs> And I felt so alone. I felt like none of my friends, none of my family, nobody can understand what I'm going through. So I guess nobody else knows until I started discovering this incredible infertility community. And through my research, I discovered around 186 million individuals across the world deal with infertility. And that's a big number. But what's even more incredible than that is even though knowing all these people deal with, you know, whatever this thing is, you break it down into smaller categories like causes, endometriosis, unexplained infertility, PCOS, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The numbers get smaller, but they're still enormous and you're not alone. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Very powerful. It varies. So when you actually have someone like you standing in front of you telling this, very moving 
personal story and you feel that connection and you realize of all the billions of people in this world, this person knows what I'm going through. I'm not alone. You know what I mean? And that's just super powerful. So sorry to go on a little tangent there. I have a tendency to do that, but love it. I'm just moved by the fact that I, I know what that's like to, to feel that like I'm not alone. And then mm-hmm. to feel that like sharing your story, at least for me, is so cathartic and so healing because I know on the other side, I'm not alone. You know what I mean? No. And isn't it crazy that most women feel that way? Most exactly. women feel alone. And like you said, millions of women deal with infertility. In Canada, right now, the ratio is one in six couples deal with infertility. Like that's, and, that's not a lot. I mean, that's a lot. That's not yeah. just a, a handful of people in all of Canada. Yes. That's a lot. This exactly. is going to be a couple that you know. Oh, somehow like that's, so it's that we're seeing this kind of feeling of being so alone and unheard. Yeah. It, it, it's, I lost it's, you. Yeah. I lost you too. You're, you're, I hear you. There you are. I lost you. <laughs> Can you see me? I can see you I can now. now. You okay. were gone for a second there. <laughs> you were mid. <laughs> you were mid sentence, and you were like, <laughs> just looking real good. <laughs> I love when that happens. Cracks me up. It always happens. My internet's a jerk, but I'll edit it out. No worries. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, that one in six number is just so crazy because in the U.S. it's one in eight, and I know mm-hmm. in other countries it's like one in four and one in ten and. It is mind blowing because when you see that number, you realize I'm very much not alone. None of my closest friends dealt with this. None of them have PCOS or endometriosis or any type of issues like this. And so I felt like, I I guess it's just me. (laughs) You see these numbers and you're like, no. So I think that's, I think that's just an incredible thing that you love public speaking so much for these reasons and I think it's very powerful when sharing your story can make such a huge impact in your life and other women's lives so I think that's super super cool um let's talk for a minute about self-care because I know Mm. that you feel very strongly as do I about self-care but I want to hear from your perspective from your experience, your personal professional experience is experiences. Tell me (laughs) why self-care is so important. Because you can't give your best if you're not feeling your best. Self-care as women, especially we're conditioned to feel like we have to take on so much that we're responsible for so many people for ourselves for a household for also having a business we're also supposed to have creativity outlets all of the things that we feel like we're supposed to have and want all of us want those things we want to have all of these beautiful hats that we can wear but we can't show up for any of them in the space that we need to if we're not taking care of ourselves. And we're told that that is selfish. Somewhere along the lines, we were told that self-care, taking time for yourself is very selfish. Me taking a night away from my children to go be with myself or be with some girlfriends is selfish. How dare I as a mother go do that? But when I come home from a weekend away, let's say, 
that's me recharged. That's me connecting with myself outside of the hats that I wear at home. And then coming home and being able to put that hat back on with new meaning, with new passion, with new life to it, because I've gone and fulfilled that other piece of me. Yeah. I mean, Self-care is, I mean, it's so important. I love the airplane analogy, mm-hmm. right? If the airplane is crashing and burning, what do they tell you to do? They tell you to put your own mask on first. Well, if life is crashing and burning around you, how are you supposed to pick up the pieces if you yourself have fallen apart? Exactly. Oh, you just said it so well. And yeah, I mean, that airplane analogy, I, I didn't even think about that, but you're so right. And, yeah. and it, it is, you know, and I, from personal experience, can feel and, and see the difference in myself when I'm lacking the self-care and I'm not doing what I need to do to function normally. And some of that's basic stuff and some of it isn't as basic, but ultimately it is. Do you know what I mean? Like just the, yes, the logic true. there is it's so simple. Mm-hmm. You just that's have right. to do it. It doesn't have to be an elaborate weekend away. Of course, if you can go away for the weekend, go, do it. go to spa, go, like obviously <laughs> right. go do those things, but it actually matters more what you're doing consistently on a small scale every day. Yeah. Every day, even on a small scale, there should be some moment of self-care. Even if it's a hot tea where you sit down and have that hot tea while it's hot. Yes. No reheating it. (laughs) That's right. And just have a moment of, you know what? Everything else can wait. And I'm going to have a moment here where I just sit in appreciation for my hot tea and give myself a little moment. I love it. It can be as simple as that. It can be as loving as making sure you're hydrated for the day. Self-care boils down to, I mean, it affects every aspect of your life. But for me, I love to look at it from a women's health and hormone perspective. If you're not taking these moments of self-care, you're actually hurting your hormones. You're creating this spiral, this negative feedback loop that's actually going to cause damage over time. That's going to make you feel even more depleted. We can't give from a space of emptiness. We have to make sure we're filling that space and filling that cups that we can give from a space of fulfillment and joy and love instead of this empty space of overwhelm and stress, right? Like it's time we make sure we're giving the best of us, not what's just left of us at the end. Yeah. Oh my God. You just said that so well. I mean, I have to write that down. Don't mind me taking notes here. Giving the best of us. Yeah, giving what's best of you, not what's left of you, right? Not what's left. I mean, and don't get me wrong, women, women do incredible things from a space of overwhelm of I mean, look at what we do when we're on our periods. <laughs> For example, I mean, we're we're we have headaches, we're grumpy, we're tired, we're literally bleeding. Mm-hmm. And yet here we are doing all of the things, but yet we're actually running every day like it's like that. Yep. We're in this, this constant state of, of stress, of that fight or flight in that sympathetic nervous system. And we don't even know it because we're just running in this fight or flight mode and we think we're doing okay. And you know what? You are. You're absolutely kicking ass in that space. You're doing great. But what if I told you, if you were to tip the scale and actually give from a place of some rest, some digestion, Uh (laughs) some space in that parasympathetic (laughs) nervous system, and you were actually giving from a space of fulfillment instead of emptiness, what that would look like for you, I promise you would never want to go back to 
the rat race that's going on in your brain when yes. you're running on empty. You're so right. running on empty, man. That is a real thing. It is. It is. I mean, and so many of us do that. Yes. And it's, it's a thing we just, we fall into because it's so automatic, especially as mothers of young children, right? It is so much about our children and their needs, but even from that space, even if that feels selfish for you to like step back from your littles for even a minute, try it because you're going to step back in for them in a, in way more of a capacity to serve them. Oh, I'm so motivated and inspired right now. Oh, I just want to go tell my kids, I love you. Mommy needs a break. I love <laughs> you. I'm locking myself in the bathroom for five minutes. Don't yeah. come in. <laughs> yep. I do that every morning. Oh my God. Every I literally morning. have women that go into the bathroom, lock themselves in and do breath work, like do mm-hmm. breathing exercises just for a couple minutes. Yep. Honestly, that's all you Gotta need to do. do. Pour yourself a hot tea. Get your kids into the habit of entertaining themselves while you have a hot tea. Their snack can wait for five yes. minutes. They will right? survive. They will survive. Yes. And as they start, and what a message you're giving them too, though. When they see you taking moments for yourself, taking self-care, or, you know, women also struggle working uh-huh. as well. I mean, people ask me all the time, how do you, my whole business is run from home now. I don't even know if we talked about that. I actually don't practice anymore. Mm-hmm. I do all the other things that I do now. Right. And they're like, well, how do you, you know, take hours away from your children to work from home? Like how beautiful is it for them to see me say, Hey guys, I'm going to be in my office for a few hours. Here's what I'm working on. Here's why. And I discuss that with them. My dreams, my goals, my passion, my purpose, what it is that I'm doing. And then they go see me do it. I mean, that's is it selfish? No. Right. Or is it teaching them some really powerful skills? It is. I mean, that's life lessons 101 right there. Teaching your kids how Yes. And because we follow your purpose. Oh, I think that is so fantastic. So you're not currently practicing. So what do you do working from home now? I have a whole wellness business. Um, it actually fell into my lap when I was healing myself. I had found a natural path that was helping me understand my internal environment and was talking to me about more than just my uterus. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, it was the only yeah. thing anyone ever wanted to talk about. And finally, I have this guy come in and be like, hey, what about your liver? What mm-hmm. about your gut health? I was like, oh, there's more. Tell me all the things. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then I went to this incredible presentation on toxin free living. And this woman was standing up on the stage and she started talking about words like carcinogens. And then she said the word endocrine disruptors. And I was like, oh my goodness, what is this? I know what the endocrine system does, I know it regulates and produces all of your hormones. I have a hormonal condition. And she's telling me there's these things in my home that are making that worse. Mm-hmm. What if that's true? What if that's a huge piece of the puzzle that I'm missing on this health journey? And so that changed my life. And away I went with detoxing my environment, starting to use more aligned products, more things that were serving my body instead of taking away and depleting and harming it instead. And I just, I learned to support my body through a clean environment, through certain foods, through making sure my internal environment that works like a community, it's not separate pieces. It's pieces that all work together as a community. Your hormones are affected by so much more than just the bits everyone wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. It's your stress. It's your sleep. It's your gut health. It's your immune system. It's your liver. It's so many things. And so I've just 
my whole platform now that I work from is your internal environment, your external environment, and how they work together as a community to create harmony or, or harm you. I love that. I, I love, you know, something that you just said in talking about your internal environment and that it's a community. It's not just bits and pieces. They all work together. And this is something that I've spent really the last 20 years trying to make sure people know, almost reminding myself as well, because we forget and we don't think about the fact we're an organism. We Mm -hmm. are multiple body systems that all work together. They all work together. None (laughs) of them work on their own without the others. I mean, and all the effects and everything. And I just, I, I love hearing when people, people echo that sentiment you know, because I think it's super important to realize. So that's super cool. Yeah. Thank you. Super cool. It's really, it's, it's interesting again, talking to another massage therapist and it's kind of neat to hear, you know, how your platform has changed, you know, for, for a variety of reasons, you know, for some people, the pandemic changed their platform, For some people, it's, you know, like your experience, you know, learning more and more about your body and what your body needs, because we're all different, has really changed that. I think that's so exciting and so, so cool. Thank you. Yeah, it was actually really, it was or probably more on my ego. It was hard for me to give up my my practice. And, uh, you know, those three little letters behind my name make me feel smart and important. (laughs) (laughs) I get that too. (laughs) But I started to be okay with it quite quickly because one patient an hour versus a room full of hundreds of people, mm-hmm. you know, you can make an impact on such a, a great scale. And now I, I podcast, that was a pandemic thing for me. Mm-hmm. How can I talk to more people without getting in front of more people? Exactly. <laughs> so my podcast was born, right? I'm sure you understand so cool. that. I totally can relate to that. A million percent. Right. I missed that. I missed that so much. And so, yeah, it is just actually, I mean, the pandemic has been beautiful in that aspect. I've been able to expand and really, but also hone in and focus on what I want to do for the next little while. So I've created a lot in the last little bit. That's so cool. I love hearing that. Well, congrats on creating all these incredible, incredible things. Thank you. Um, Let's switch gears. Talk about some fun stuff. Um, I know we talked briefly before about my fun questions. So I'm going to give you my a little, well, I'll give both to you. You can answer in any order you like. The first one, although it doesn't have to be first, is who are the three most influential, inspirational people in your life or who have had the influence um, on you? And the other question, which is my absolute favorite question, I love asking this, if you could have a dinner party or some activity that that you enjoy if it's not a dinner party that's fine it doesn't have to be a dinner party um and you can invite three i'm going to say beings and put that in quotes they can be people they can be i mean i i told you this already it could be anything you want it doesn't ha- they don't have to be people they don't have to be real they don't have to be human they can be imaginary. They can be ghosts. They can be fish. I whatever. <laughs> Who would those three be, and why? So, in whichever order you'd like to answer. Mm, well, I'm going to go with the influential question first, which is that one was very challenging for me because I've had so many people over the years play such a huge role mm-hmm. in 
influencing my journey, my health, my growth. And it's actually brought me to a beautiful conclusion that your community is a part of your health. Mm-hmm. So that true. really matters who you're spending that kind of time with and who you're having, you know, allow, hold space and influence over your life is a huge mm-hmm. part of your health. And, Definitely. you know, right. So I kind of went with right now in the moment who is inspiring me the most. I have two women who are business partners with me and they are the most inspiring women that I have been around in the longest time. They are, my name is Christy and Caitlin, and they are so driven to help as many people as possible. They also love to help people with their health, but they're also dedicated to helping women financially Mm. become financially free and learn their own businesses and learn their own business strategies and things. And it's just, it's so inspiring to see. Definitely. And watching them follow their passion and their purpose. And so, yeah, they're, the, those two women are inspiring me so much right now. And I have another awesome. girl, her name's Gloria. She just went through one of the most intense coaching programs I've ever seen. Do you know who Samantha Skelly is? Mm-mm. She's one of the top breathwork facilitators in the land. Mm. And she just went through that. And I know that she, through her coaching, which was so aligned for her to do this program is going to help so many women reconnect with their bodies through breath work. And how magical is that? Because how disconnected are women from their bodies because of how much trauma we have with them and to them, even just from having periods. Yep. We're like, Oh, nope. Just going to mm-hmm. disconnect from that. And so I deeply believe, cause I know I'm on my own journey with that right now, just kind of reconnect after all the trauma I've been through. So yeah. these three women are going to help so many people and they're just inspiring me so much right now. That's awesome. And as for the social gathering, it was funny when you first said, you know, it could be anything other than humans. And I was like, I want to go be with the manatees. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. When everyone asks, what's your spirit animal? It's kind of a common question in the groups that I spend time with. I'm like, oh, mine's a manatee. And they're like, what? I'm like, they're basically chubby mermaids who float around and snack all day, are awesome mothers and Dream love to travel. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, that's so that so was, awesome. Uh, that was my first instinct. I was like, oh, I want to be with the manatees. They're my people. But I also, if I could in this moment be with people, I have had incredible coaches over the last year and a half that I have never met in person. Mm. And if I could sit in a room with the people who have changed and inspired my life on like a growth and business level for the last year and a half, I would. Totally. Just for sure. I love what a great dinner party or not inspired growth conversation. Like, I mean, oh, oh man, I, I, I like that. I just, you know, I always like asking this question because I think it's really fun to get creative. Even if like, I, I had someone once I asked her these two questions and she ended up having the same answer for both her three most influential people were the three people she'd have at her dinner party. I even more touching and magical to me is all three of them were relatives of hers and Mm. I thought that was so cool and I love asking this though because I think it's really neat to step outside the box even if you don't step outside the box do you know what I mean like it's just like manatees how cool right I mean it's your it's your party you invite whoever you want but the fact what's what's even more touching to me is the coaches that you were talking about, because I can relate to that. And I know what that's like, you know, it's been very, very hard these past 
almost two years, it's been, how can I, how can I word my thought here? It's incredible to connect with people, right? Like we're in two different countries and on two opposite coasts of these two different countries, you know, US and Canada, (laughs) Um, East coast, Pacific coast um, or West coast or whatever. messing up my words here, but whatever. Um, And being able to connect is incredible, but to have that opportunity to connect with these people in person, which is hard to know if you'll ever get, but how cool to be able to dream about that and hope that someday you can make that happen. Yeah. I'm determined to make it happen. Actually. I I think that's really awesome. And I, I know that you will. I can tell <laughs> by that determined voice and the look on your face. Um, all right. And then my very last question for you, Amy, is where our listeners can find you. Where can they connect with you, learn more about you and all that you do? What are the best places? Uh, the best place is Instagram. It's just my name at Amy Lenius. It's where I get to share all of my my passions and be social and connect with people. I do have a podcast as well. It's called The Evolution of Mom. <laughs> Oh, I like that. The evolution of mom. Mm -hmm. It's heavily focused on more of the mindset. My my platform is definitely health, happiness, and hormones, and how we can have harmony with all of them. Then this one really focuses on the happiness and the mindset. So I get a lot of, but I do talk health and have people come on who can talk health as well. So it's... uh, I don't know. I have a lot of fun with it. So that's one of my favorite things is the podcast. And I also am developing a program right now. It's going to be nine weeks for getting women from painful periods to peaceful periods. Amazing. I'm making a note of that. that. I'm excited uh, for you. I'm excited (laughs) for me to learn more about that because (laughs) I, I think it is such an incredibly important topic. Um, periods themselves are such an important topic that more and more people are finally talking about you know like my introduction to periods was in fifth grade watching a video with uh oh what was her name Aileen Quinn who played Annie in the movie Annie in 1982 which is one of my all-time favorite movies I loved it my whole life and I I just remember remember that (laughs) it's I know it's random I totally know and I remember because she didn't look like the same person and I was obsessed with that movie when I was a kid and this was 1990 I guess Mm -hmm. and I remember watching this video and I remember you know like okay and my mom is awesome and was always very open about our bodies women's bodies men's bodies what they do where babies come from, what our private parts are called, you know, and periods are not something to be embarrassed about. This is something that happens. And I, even though my mom was so incredible at making sure I understood my body, it wasn't talked about pretty much anywhere else. The only person who talked about it was my mom and this one video I saw in fifth grade. Which is lucky because lots of people don't even have their mothers. Exactly. Talk to them about that. It's exactly. usually kids are going to get it talked to them. It's they're going to get it taught at school, so I don't have to have that conversation. Right. And yeah, no, my boys are going to grow up absolutely understanding what women's bodies go yes. through. <laughs> and I think that all the time, you know, I have a boy and a girl, and they're twins, and everything they go through, I think to myself, they need to understand their own bodies, but they also need to understand yeah. each other because they're brother and sister. They're together all the time, and 
even if they weren't, it just is so important for men to understand what women go through. And even though men's bodies are so vastly different, men go through stuff too. And that's something that took me really until I was an adult (laughs) to understand. It was always in my mind, it's only women who go through anything. Men don't have to go through anything. The things they go through are very different. Don't get me wrong. But (laughs) gosh, it's so incredibly important, I think, for kids to just know what happens. And that's why I feel incredibly lucky that my mom not just was there, you know, that that's a huge bonus for me, but that she did teach me these things. And I'm just so grateful that more and more women like you are talking about these things. So I'm psyched when you launch this program, you'll have to let me know. We'll have to talk again because what an incredible program. Women will go crazy in a good way. Yeah, I hope so. Way. It's time. It's yes. time women realize that their periods don't have to be painful. And if me, someone like myself who has endometriosis can go from the hell that I used to go through to a painless three-day period, I know I can help other women do the same. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so excited, Amy. Awesome. Amy, I just want to take a minute and thank you so much for being here with me today, talking about all this incredible work that you do, your passions, and why you're so passionate. This was a great interview. So thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me and letting me share my passion and purpose with you.